Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Daniel. This is Mike. And this is Gary. Well, once again, we are sitting at the table talking about addiction. Uh, we have another listener email that we'd like to bring to your attention and talk to it and give our insight on this. Uh, so this one, I'm, I'm going to give a fair warning. It's a little harsh. It is. Uh, for, it, it hurts my, it, it hurts it my heart. So uh, it's not long, but wow, it, it hits hard and fast. So beware. It says, hello. When my addiction gets super loud, it feeds me a story that I should leave my wife, quit my job, move to a shitty, bitterly cold town, and live in a dump and look at porn all day or go to a strip club. After years of being married to my wife, I thought these thoughts would go away, but they don't. I go to confession and give these thoughts over to God, but again, they don't stop. How do I break this cycle in my negative self-talk? Me. So, uh, I mean, we've all been there. We, I've we've had that. Maybe not quite to this extent. Oh, I've been there. Okay, you've been there. Um, I mean, I know I've had this really dark place that I, I've gone to, and I just, I just want to throw, you know, the F it bucket is yeah. what it's called in therapy. Um, we've all been there. Yeah. We just want to kick it. Or I feel like somebody needs to give me a hug. <laughs> Someone really? really does need to give me a hug. Um, so, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, the problem here, even though there's all this self-talk, what, what's feeding the negative self-talk? Well, this is, and I hate to use this as an example, but, but this is where addiction leads you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't, I don't know. We don't know a whole lot about this guy okay. or this person other than they have, they have, they're in a bad place. Yes. They, they must feel just absolutely wretched, you know, and, and my heart, my heart just breaks reading this and thinking about it because I've been there. I know what it feels like to be there, but, but this is, this is, this is where addiction takes you. Yeah. Um, so my first thought is don't do that. No, no, no. That's <laughs> never good. Yeah. Don't, don't do that. Um, there are a couple of things here, and I wish like crazy. He says that he goes to confessional. I'm going to encourage you to keep doing that. Yes. Don't stop turning those things over to God. I wish like crazy I knew what else he was trying to do, what mm-hmm. uh, what other steps he's taking to to make that kind of stuff, or, or to make it go away. Yeah. Because while I I am a huge proponent of, of uh, religion, mm-hmm. and I think it can give you a a lot of strength and a lot of support, but there are definitely other components in recovery that have to be addressed other than just, you know, uh, a, a religious kind of approach. Yeah. You know, I've been, I've been religious my entire life and, and I, you know, even in my addiction, I was still quite active and, and it wasn't until I did some more practical kind of 12 step work and some real therapy that things started to change. But I'm definitely going to tell you, don't stop, don't stop that. That's a good thing. Yeah, you know, I mean, one question I have is, you know, 
is he doing any therapy? Yeah. Any 12-step work? What kind of support does he have? What support system does he have? Is it just going to confessional? I mean, because if that's all he's doing, that's not enough. Well, see, confessional, confessional is, like I said, it's a very, very good thing. But even that's done in in anonymity quite a bit. And to overcome these kind of things, even though though 12-step programs are done in anonymity, uh, the, the the antidote to addiction is connection. Yeah. You need to start building connection. You know, me, I have a lot of friends, really, really good friends. I have no idea what their last name is. Yeah. <laughs> really? Well, and none of that confession is very isolating, too. Yeah. You're not really connecting to that person on the other side. You don't know who they are. You don't know what they look like. You just hear and their voice. It does, it does create a safe space to, to share some of your yes. thoughts and your feelings and what you're dealing with, which you absolutely need to yes. do. Uh, I'm going to continue. Uh, geez. I'm going to, I'm going to yeah, jump in, Mike. Second, that's okay. Yes. Um, this, this email actually happens to be, um, uh, really personal for me. Part of the reason I is my very best friend from, uh, from my second, third, fourth grade years of elementary school turned out to be a cousin of mine. Um, uh, last year he, uh, he, he divorced his wife. Um, had no relationship with his children, um, quit his job, took, took a bunch of alcohol to a hotel and drank himself until he died. When I think of the place that me is at, I think of my cousin and how sad I am that our relationship had drifted so far apart that I wasn't there for him. Because that's what me is conveying right here is, is that this addiction, as you pointed out, Gary, brings us to this place. This happened to be alcohol. Um, my cousins happened to be alcohol, and he drank himself literally into oblivion. Bought enough alcohol to say, "I'm not go. I'm not leaving this hotel room. I'm going to drink until I die." And I, uh, as I read this, this is exactly the place that me is at. It's this idea that. I'm going to leave it all. I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to go to some shitty, bitterly cold town and stare at porn all day long until and then go to a strip club. I mean, that's a that's a lonely. I'm I, that that's screaming out of I'm alone. Yeah. Yeah. In this, and it hurts my heart. It really hurts my heart. Um, and I think you're onto something. The idea of confession that that this idea that I'm going to go in and visit with somebody who in theory is going to relieve me from all of this pain and yet it doesn't go away is absolutely real. Um, and I guess I would look at, uh, for me, for me, I would look at, uh, the idea of what, yes, confession is very, very good for the soul. We know that, but, but it's not intended to make us feel, bad about ourselves it's intended to relieve a burden and in this case it clearly isn't mm-hmm. um it's putting him in a place of shame and well immense amount of shame is what i read out of this and that's not what it's intended to be and so if it's not providing the kind of relief that needs to be um that, that needs to happen as a result of confession then revisit what confession's all about. Rethink through that. Because what's really supposed to happen through all of this process is 
is supposed to be inclusive, not exclusive. And I get the impression that everything that's going on in his world, including the addiction and everything else, is being exclusive and driving him to this place where he wants to be alone. And I all I can say is just just a, a monstrous pleading with me to don't do that. Because the more he can include in his world and in his universe and in his place, um, he won't find himself in this shitty, bitterly cold town drinking his life away, so to speak. You know, when I was, when I was in the, in my really, really dark place, my, I want to call it my exit strategy in a lot of ways looked a lot like this. I was going to gather up all of the resources that I could get and I was just going to drive away and I was going to spend it all on, you know, whatever it was I was going to do and then just never come back. So yeah, this, this is, this is where this kind of addiction will take us. And, you know, I had talked to, I had talked to a lot of my religious leaders and, and to the best of my ability. And, and a lot of them didn't have exactly the resources that I needed. They gave me the very best advice that I had and it wasn't nothing, but you know, I remember, you know, when I would get up the nerve to go do this, you know, I, I was told, you know, the Lord loves you. Don't do it again. And that's, that's the, the counsel that I got, mm-hmm. you know, but that didn't give me any kind of a, a, a practical way to implement that into my life. You know, the, the message that I got wasn't wrong, but, but I needed some practical application. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Um, no, I think you know, you guys were hitting it right. We need to find connection. Mm-hmm. You know, confession does help him. It allows him to relieve the guilt or shame or whatever he's holding, but we definitely need connection. That's one of the biggest things that has helped me with my addiction and my recovery is having a group of people that understand where I'm coming from. I mean, there was several people that I talked to that just – couldn't relate because they don't have this addiction they don't understand and they just never knew you know as you're talking to them you know you you get those looks you know you get those responses that just don't quite work but then you meet people that are struggling with the same thing and then you open up to them and they'll just look at you like you know they put their hand on your shoulder like i i understand and you know they understand yeah and there's just something validating about that. There's just something where you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm not the only one. I don't have to run away and hide. There are other people that understand what I'm struggling with, the pain I'm dealing with. And, you know, as Mike was expressing that, you know, I, I think he's right. There's just a lot of pain here. And it sounds like he just doesn't know what to do anymore. He's like on the edge of the pref- uh, of the cliff to that pit. And, you know, the bottom of that is just living in this place until it just, it's gone. But, you know, the best thing, the best advice I could say is step away, find some people 
you know, in 12 step in therapy, there are people out there that are struggling with this. Obviously you've been listening to us. I don't know how many episodes, but we've been there. Yeah. We've struggled with the same thing, but we found a way away from that edge. We found a way to come out of this addiction. It is possible. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember believing at one point there wasn't, there's just, it, it is what it is. I'm stuck with this forever, but that's not the truth. That's that negative talk, but we, you can get out of it. Um, but you do need to find like-minded people and individuals that can help you break that negative talk. It's really hard to rewire your brain using the tools you have. You know, your tools are what built that, the, that negative you self-talk. Need, yeah, you, need. you need someone else that can say, nope, that's broken. Let's turn that around. And I, I still even have the, those moments where I still need my therapist to go, really? It, you know, is that the best option you have? And then it's like, oh, no, you're right. There are, there's like 20 other options I haven't even thought of because my brain goes to that negative one first. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's so crippling because it's like tunnel vision, you know? Yeah. So yeah, me, you need, how do I say this? We have been, I have been where you are at now. Yes. But you can be where we are at. Mm -hmm. You, you ask, how do I break the cycle in my negative self-talk? You got to build some connection. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Like I said, I wish like crazy I knew what else that you were doing or have tried. But even this, even sending this email is a step in the right direction. Correct. We hear you. We understand. We've been there. Yeah. Don't don't go to your cold little town. You know. No. No. Get, right. Get get. Uh, Talk to your wife, talk to your, you know, talk to your priest, Yeah. you know, uh, find a 12 step program. I am sure no matter where you're at there, there is some kind of help available, even if it's online or on the phone or whatever it is you need to do. You, you get yourself in contact with people who are, are in a similar situation. I mean, even if you can't find one locally, you can go to like, SAA's website. Yeah. You can go there. You can find, I mean, there's so many there. It can be over Zoom. It can be over the phone. I mean, there are other options. You're not alone. I'll even gonna, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm reading something into this that may or may not be there. And so if it's, if it's not there, um, just know that I'm, if it's not there, then, then just don't listen to this. Okay. I understand that. But the first sentence is when my addiction gets super loud. Um, that suggests to me that we're still involved in addictive behavior. Yeah. Um, my point being is, is that at some point in time, we need to make a connection between the fact of the, 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 the things that we're doing and the place that it's putting us. The things that we're doing and the place that it's putting us. If we don't want to be in that place, we've got to stop the acting out behavior. I learned a very powerful lesson here um, some time ago with probably my last acting on experience of masturbation, what I realized was is that I don't like me after something like that happens. I don't like I don't like how I treat people around me. I don't like how I feel. I don't like those things. And so when I make the connection of the behavior, when I'm doing this, I don't like how I interact with other people. I feel 
uh, and I'm I'm vicious, mean to other people, and so, or and and then more importantly is I don't see. I see the world, you know. I'd rather run around the world seeing the world through rose-tinted glasses. Everything's positive. Everything's, you know. I, I feel optimistic. I feel like things are going well. But when, when masturbation was part of the equation, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that feeling. I don't want to be the. I don't want to be the negative Nelly in the room, right? I see everything as dark and gray and dreary and and that sort of thing. And so. The point being is, is, and maybe I'm reading something into it from me here, but he says when my addiction gets super loud, well, stop the addiction. Stop the behavior. And if you can stop the behavior, then you won't go to that shitty little town, that bitter cold little place. Yeah. Um, that There's something to be said about that. Address the behavior so that it doesn't take you to that place. Mm-hmm. No, I... I didn't catch on that before, but I think you have a point there. Yeah. Um, address the behavior, and then it won't get so loud. Yeah. And the way and the way you do that is still what we've been talking to. You build connection. Yeah. You get yourself a good therapist. You find yourself a twelve-step group. You get yourself a sponsor. And when the addiction gets loud, that's when you pick up the phone. Yeah. That's right. Well, before it gets that's loud, right. when it's starting to get yeah, loud. when it's you know when the volume's getting a little bit louder than what you you know the normal hustle and bustle of the day. I hope I read that right. I hope I didn't. I you know, I'm sorry to spend the time if that's not what he's saying. Mm, no, I think no, there's I something think, there. I think there is something there. Yeah, and if nothing else, somebody listening to us needed to hear it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, it, I think we've kind of hit everything we can on this one. There, you know, again, uh, me, just realize you're worth it. You are worth making the effort of changing this and take some of the steps we've suggested. And I think if you start making those steps forward, you'll notice that, one, that, you know, it's not going to be as loud. Two, you're not going to be as alone in this as it sounds like you are and maybe your addiction won't be you know when it's talking to you it won't be as loud yeah not only that if it when it if it does you'll have people you can lean on and people that can help you yeah you're definitely not alone no you're not all right is there anything else you guys want to add i think that's it for me i uh I just simply don't want to hear a follow-up from me saying, "I, you know, my life is over. I've ended my life," or something like that. When, in fact, as my cousin did, I'm, I'm mourning the fact that I wasn't there. Yeah, that's been a very difficult piece for me to to grapple with. You know, and I'm gonna throw out a challenge to me, is you know, try to put the, what we've talked about in, into play, you know, and then. Reach out to us in three, four weeks. Tell us how things have changed. You know, if it's gotten better, if it's gotten worse, let us know. Um, you know, I know we don't get a lot of feedback after someone has um, reached out to us, but I would really like to hear back from you. I would too. Because you're, you're, you're in a really tough place, but see what these small things can do. And if there's even the minute amount of change, let us know. Because... Not only that, there may be other people out there right now struggling in the same place you are, yeah. and they need to hear that, wow, 
look, he did it. Maybe yeah. I can do it. And do you know what? I just want to say, I, I was in a very similar place. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I started sincerely trying this, doing whatever it took to make it happen, it wasn't even six months before my life had already changed so much that I couldn't have imagined how much better it had become. Yeah. You know, I didn't even have the ability to conceive it. So it does work. There is a way out and it does work. Yeah. I think all three of us can attest to that. Yeah. And you know, there are multiple other people out there that we know that can say the same thing, but, um, try it, try and see what we've suggested and see if that works and get back to us. All right. Well, with that, um, this is Daniel saying, find humility that in your recovery. And this is Mike saying, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. Thank you for listening to the podcast. If you like this episode, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you find us. As a fellowship of recovering addicts, Sex Addicts Anonymous offers a message of hope to anyone who suffers from sex addiction. Check out saa-recovery.org.